Hey fam, it's Tay. I just wanted to take a second before this episode starts to apologize for my audio quality. I'm not really sure what happened. It seems like I was locked into the wrong mic, but it told me it was the right mic before we started recording, so I don't really know how that happened. I apologize though. Hopefully you can enjoy this episode despite my terrible audio issues, and hopefully something like this won't happen again. But I just wanted to let you know so that you weren't wondering, hey, what's up with Tay's mic? Um, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. It's the Lost Years Pod, Lost Years Pod, running through this show called Boy Meets World, is what we're doing, Sid and Tay are your friends who will always stand by you, it's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast, I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is season 21. Season 21? Oh, there's 21 seasons. Whoa, there's 21 now. seasons. Season 2, episode 21. We're going to um, be going forever. Honestly, imagine if we were doing a show that took 20 seasons. That would be wild. And get to like the end, the end of season 1 or season 2 of this podcast and be like, you know, let's let's reevaluate how long <laughs> That's we're doing a lot. this. <laughs> God, imagine. That's basically what Timelines Gap is doing. Good for you guys. It's <laughs> disgusting, honestly. It's brilliant, and I love that show, but oh my god, there's you cannot pay me enough money to do that. That is truly a passion project. Because it's not a, like a finite ending. No, you know? it's, it's still going. <laughs> because the MCU is never going to end. As, as long as it's making money, they're going to keep doing it. So th- the, that podcast is never ending. Amazing. Huh. Anyway... <laughs> What are you nostalgic for this week? Uh, it's based on something that wasn't in the Nintendo Direct today, uh, mm. but Nintendogs. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you talked about this. Anytime a Nintendo Direct comes out, I get happy just about yeah. something that's in it, uh, and it happened with this one. But mm. the one that I'm just longing for is Nintendogs, because- I Nintendogs so badly. <laughs> that was the best game. It was very it- fun. Uh, I loved just taking taking care of little dogs and doing all your things and like routing out all the walks and yeah. giving them baths and taking them to competitions. Things that I can't do with my normal dog uh, in I real life. Dog, I don't so. have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's my one thing. I'm trying to not have a dog at the moment when I'm living yeah. uh, down here in Tennessee. And I just want a virtual dog again that I can care for. So someday, Nintendo, please. You gave us the sports. And that's yeah. also great because I was loving Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. And you combine them and they're like starting to they show are, that it's out. Like but. Weirdly combined. I, I'm very excited. I was literally just talking to one of our friends about Wii Sports. But I'm like, I don't, I want to be more excited about it. I feel like I want to be more excited about it. And like, it doesn't look bad. It looks really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm missing the, just like the, they made it too, I feel like it's too polished. <laughs> I think that's they, the thing that's messing with me. They showed like the avatars that are not the Mies. And I was like, yes. I just want the Mies. Yeah. I want the really, the really bad looking. The really Mies. bad looking, floaty hand. No it doesn't legs. need to be bad. It doesn't need to be that good. They it doesn't it need to be good. good. It's like too <laughs> polished. I think that's what's making me um, just like a little bit less excited about it because I've been I've been wanting Wii Sports uh, for ages as well. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about the test thing that they're gonna do from like the 18th to the 20th. I think it is. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to uh, sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can, I'll be streaming it. Um, but yeah, 
I, I, Nintendogs is a great one. I was also very obsessed with Nintendogs, so. I used to name my dogs based on my actual dogs in real life and oh, then cute. go play with the Nintendogs. <laughs> and then after, just turn off my DS and then go play with my real dog. And I was yeah. like, wow, <laughs> look at this life. Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah, what are you nostalgic for? Lunch snacks? I was trying to figure out how to phrase this. But tell. basically, <laughs> the little snacks that you would get, like, as a kid that you would put in your lunch that wasn't, like, your sandwich or your chips or anything like that, but, like, your fruit by the foots, your yeah. um, Little Debbie snack cakes, your... Oh, oh, your oh. Um, <laughs> I love your fruit those. Snacks. Like... <laughs> Any of those things, fruit roll-ups, those kind of things that are just yeah. like little side snacks that you have in your lunch that were a little treat. Um, and I was prompted to think about this because I was hanging out uh, with some of my coworkers on Monday and um, uh, one of them has a kid and was driving me home and they had a, a big box of fruit by the foots in their backseat. And like, I was like, I have mm-hmm. one? <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, can I, can I have one of these? He was like, yeah, have the whole box. I was like, I'm not going to take the whole box. You have a child. <laughs> And he was like, um, it's actually more trouble than it's worth. And I was like, I'm still like going to take the box, but I will take two. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I feel like everyone had goldfish. Like that yeah. was, which they're fine. They're like, fine. But it was always, yeah, those, the other snacks that it was like, this is bad for me, but like mm-hmm. I, that's why it's good. Cause I'm yeah. a kid. Gushers. Gushers. And I'm, I want to be clear, like as an adult, I can and do still buy a lot of these, but yeah. it's not quite the same. Yeah, because you're a kid, a kid and it's a yeah. joy where you're like, this is my treat. Like I am eating something that's nice and then it's like, boom. Yes. <laughs> like cosmic brownie. Like if cosmic I open up my, my lunch and there was a cosmic brownie, I was like, good day. <laughs> and oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Like. Ugh. Tweet at us your favorite lunch snack. <laughs> yeah, tweet us your favorite uh, lunch snack or a little Debbie snack. I, I would love to know. It doesn't even, this is not even going to be like a nostalgia question. Just do no, it. Just, just tell us. <laughs> just tell us. I'm curious. I want to know. This could be a nostalgia question in like mm, a year. I was going to say, I'll just, I'll just wait for everybody yeah. to <laughs> forget about the fact that we asked about this and be like, let me know your favorite lunch. Yeah, snack. push it far into the future. Everyone will forget. And um... <laughs> oh. all right. Well, you want to get into it? Yeah. <laughs> Season 21. <laughs> Season 21. Episode uh, two. <laughs> season two, episode 21 is called The Thrilla and Phila. The episode aired on May 5th, 1995. Again, a time Ooh, jump. A now jump. it's two months ahead that makes uh, from sense, the last though. one. Yeah. And uh, the synopsis is, Corey joins the wrestling team to make a name for himself, but eventually realizes that he doesn't have to prove anything. And there's actually a second half of the synopsis, but I'm not going to read it in the interest of uh, the listeners. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel like it had actually anything to do with the rest of the synopsis so yeah. i was like eh. all right so we go into the first scene we're at school topanga goes to talk to Corey and sean about yearbook ask them as they look back on their first year of high school what their greatest accomplishment was and why they start to try to remember things but every time Corey starts a memory sean tells them that it wasn't them who did the thing and topanga calls them the two most pathetic students in the school and walks away it's pretty harsh uh, Corey says, she's right, Sean. The, sh- the year is almost over, and I haven't made a name for myself. And you know whose fault it is? And Sean says, your own. And Corey's like, no, why should I take the ball? I blame, and then he, like, looks around the hallway and sees them, and he, he says, I blame the jacks. And Sean asks why, and Corey says, because they wear those stupid jackets and therefore get all the girls. 
what chance do I have? And just then, one of the jocks lifts Sean into the air from where he's sitting on the, like, stair ledge. And Sean says, whoa, major goat spurt. And the jock who lifted him says, too heavy. And they turn to Corey and he says, please don't, please don't. I had a fat, heavy breakfast. And one of the jocks covers Corey's mouth with his hand while the other lifts Corey into the air. And the jock covering his mouth says, we have an opening in the 108 pound division of the wrestling team. And he asks the other jock, whose name is apparently Savage. I guess that's probably an Easter egg um, because of Ben Savage's last name. He asks the other jock about Corey's weight, who says, perfect, and then puts him down. And the first jock congratulates Corey and says, you're on the wrestling team. And Corey walks back over to Sean and says, yeah, like there's a chance in the universe I'd ever want to be on your stupid wrestling team. And the jock says, here's your jacket. And hands him a jacket. And Corey's like, ooh, look, my jacket. And the jock says, here's your uniform. And Corey goes, my uniform, Sean, it's like Christmas. And the jock says, here's your candy. And Corey repeats, candy? And uh, the pretty girl who's been there with the jocks the whole time walks up to Corey and puts her arm around him and says, hi, I'm Candy. And Corey looks at her and says, sweet. And that is the end of the scene. Just gross. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time I feel like that she's on screen, I'm like, Debang is back. Like, that's just my first line. Yeah. Um, or first note that I take, but I love like the two most pathetic students in the world or in the school, not the world, geez, in the school. I was just thinking, <laughs> we established that last episode when they yeah. were just like, they could not understand or comprehend about like what it meant to just read a book. So that was fun. But also noted their voices are much deeper in this episode yeah, than yeah. even the last episode. So this is definitely, I feel like, ones that they flipped around. But yeah, they're turning into adults. They're getting there. <laughs> they're, they're aging up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I was about to say a season three thing. I need to stop. I'm so excited for season no, three. No, Tay. I Dude, can't hear it. I won't say you it. Can, you I'm... can tell the whole listeners. I'll just pull out my headphones. <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it for them either. I know that we have some people who are watching it for the first time. Um, so we go into the next scene. We're in the Matthews kitchen. Eric comes down the stairs with Corey on his back, who is choking him. He's got his toothbrush in his mouth. And at first, Amy's like, put Corey down. And Eric, in like a, a strangled, high-pitched voice, is like, I'm not going to imitate it. I don't know how he did this. Um, he was like, I can, I can't breathe. He's got my windpipe in a death grip. And Alan says, Corey, let your brother breathe. And Corey hops off and says, remember, pal, I know where you sleep. And Alan asks Amy when the exterminators were here spraying, did we leave the window open in Corey's room? And Amy asks Eric why Corey's so wound up, which is really funny because Corey's in the room. <laughs> so they're just like talking like he's not there. Um, and Eric says, I don't know, I'm upstairs brushing my teeth and the little squirt bull rushes me from behind. And Corey, who's standing next to Alan, says, it's all here in this permission slip. Sign it, please, and hands it to Alan. And Alan excitedly says, Amy, our little Corey made the wrestling team. All right, get your old man a pen. And high fives Corey. And Corey hands him a pen, but Amy walks over and takes it from him and says, we should discuss this. Wrestling is dangerous. And I hate this. Uh, Alan responds, oh, come on. If you were signing up for ballet, that might be dangerous. Where do I sign? The worst. Um, and he tries to take the pen, but Amy won't give it back. Eric comes up and says, wait a sec, Dad, I know these wrestlers. They're like psychotic caged animals just waiting to take all their aggression out on little runs like Corey. Use my pen and gets one out of his pocket and hands it to Alan. And that is the end of the scene. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh, also noted about that voice that Will did <laughs> when he was saying that. Because I was like, how how the heck is he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so weird. But the fact, like, Corey is so jazzed about it, and I was thinking the whole time, like, where was this desire to, like, even try out for wrestling when you were trying to figure out your own identity at right. the beginning of the season? But then he got, like, handed it and was like, wow, now I'm into something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is that, is that easy to get? That's to get being a teen, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Someone tells you your personality and you're like, okay, this, this is, is me, me now. <laughs> 
Um, and I did, I did hate the line that Alan said. I think the way that they should have spun it was like anything that you do can be dangerous. Yeah. But they took it in the weird way yeah. of like, let's make it misogynistic. Yeah. And this is fun. Dancing is uh, weird if you're a boy. Yeah. And it's not. But I remember like being in theater and that being a dangerous yeah. thing. Because of everything that was going on, I was like, it's not just it's not just sports, and it's especially not just wrestling. But ugh, yeah. gross way, it's gross a, way to do it. It's the nineties, but like, I still hate it. <laughs> I thought that by season two, at this point, there'd be some growth. <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? But baby, it's still the nineties. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, so we go to the next scene. We're in the cafeteria. The wrestlers and Candy and some cheerleaders are all at lunch, and they toast to Corey, the newest member of the wrestling team, and then all yell "chug" several times. They chug their sodas, and then Candy just, like, looks expectantly at Corey, and Corey says, what, am I dribbling? Candy says, no, Matthews, what are you going to do with the can? And he thinks and is like, recycle, of course, and starts to get up, and Candy's like, no, crush it. And then three of the jocks demonstrate crushing the cans on their heads, and Corey looks terrified, and the wrestler Savage says, it's all bone up here, can't damage anything, which is (laughs) deeply incorrect. And that was a lie. And uh, Corey takes a few breaths, then tries to crush it on his head, but he can't, and everyone looks unimpressed. He gets up and says, excuse me, I'm just going to go visit the white lights. And, like, covering his head, he kind of wobbles over to Sean, who's standing there, and is like, are you okay? And Corey says, yes, Pat, but I'd like to solve the puzzle. And Sean (laughs) says, Corey. And he's like, what? Why are you doing this to yourself? And Corey says, so I'll finally have cool stuff to put in the yearbook. And this jacket is a babe magnet. And just then, Candy walks up and says, Matthews, look, two cans, and crushes them both on her head at the same time. Honestly, I love Candy. She's hysterical and also very impressive. I wrote, like, she's a beast. In that moment, I was like, dang. (laughs) That's very cool. Uh, Sean says, let's get out of here before she reloads and walks away. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, I (laughs) let the idea that he hit himself so hard with the can, I think was my favorite thing of like, he hit himself that hard that he's like hallucinating. Yeah, (laughs) it made such a like dull thun when it hit his head too. I was like, did he really commit to that? It was nothing. Uh, we go into the next scene. We're in Feeney's class. He's teaching about Nixon, and a masseuse rolls a table into the room. Feeney says, excuse me, what is going on here? And Griff gets up and says, well, you were on me about cutting class, and this is the only time the masseuse could do me. And he takes his jacket off and hands it to her and gets up on the table and says, so, Nixon, China, I'm all ears. And to the masseuse, he says, I have a really bad knot, Nina, right here. And she starts to massage him. And Feeney is infuriated. He says, all right, that does it, and starts to push the table um, and says, out, and Griffin catches a door frame and looks up at him and says, are you going to crack my back? And Feeney responds, don't tempt me, and wheels him <laughs> into the hallway. And Feeney in the hallway says, I'm sick and tired of your antics. This building was meant for education, not for your personal pleasures. And Griff gets off the table and says, I couldn't agree with you more. And just then, Frankie and Joey walk up, and Joey says, we're back from the airport, Griff. We got your lobsters, and puts a cage down. Feeney says, lobsters? And Joey opens the cage and says, flown in fresh from Maine. And as Feeney looks down, uh, looks at it, he slams the lid down. And here you can see some of the kids in the classroom looking out into the hallway, and I think that's just really fun acting on the actress part. <laughs> uh, Frankie reopens the cage and pulls a lobster out and goes, I could eat mine right now. And Joey says, they're still alive, Frankie. And Frankie's like, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie so much. Griff says, Mr. Feeney, care to join us for a late lunch? There's a four pounder with your name on it. And Feeney grabs Griff's arm and says, young man, I want you to go to my office and wait for me. And Frankie and Joey try to follow and Feeney stops and says, just Mr. Hawkins. And Joey says, ah, well, where Griff goes, we go. And Feeney says, gentlemen, don't you have lives of your own? And they look at each other and Frankie goes, no, sir. And Feeney's 
says, what happens if Mr. Hawkins isn't around to tell you what to do? If, say, he's expelled? And Joey kind of laughs and says, like, that could ever happen. And Griff from behind Feeney says, it could happen. Joey goes, what? Then I'd have to get my own life. And Feeney says, I'd consider it. And Joey responds, but all the good lives are taken. And then Feeney to Griff says, I'll see you after class. And Griff heads towards Feeney's office. Feeney goes back into the classroom, which in this moment I realize is Turner's classroom, but facing a different direction. (laughs) And Joey says, (laughs) Joey says, we're all alone, Frankie. What should we do? And Frankie's inspecting his lobster and says, I don't know about you, but I'm going to get some butter. And he kind of like puts his lobster in Joey's face. He jerks back a little and that's the end of the scene. It's very fun. Frankie and Joey consistently are just some of my favorite characters, which is fun. But I know that Adam Scott just appeared in the last episode, but so much has happened in my personal life in the last week that Adam Scott also appeared at the beginning of this episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) he's a character now. Like, I was I was shocked again. And that was fun. Um, But imagine I thought about this the whole time. Imagine being the masseuse in that situation. That gets hired to do this, and she's just wheeling in her equipment to oh, a school man. classroom. Not a care in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this this younger kid just going in school. <laughs> There's so much about Griff. Presumably, he's... Well, I don't know what grade he's supposed to be in, right? Presumably, yeah, like, he's how a, old is he? <laughs> yeah, presumably he's a senior, but then there's something at the end that Feeney says that makes me think he might be a freshman, and I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. So he's got all of these, like, weird relationships with all of these people, and it's completely unexplained, <laughs> and, like, the only thing about it is, like, Griff is cool, and that's how he does all of this stuff and has all these things. Yeah, that's just, that's his character. Yeah. He's the cool guy that always just gets away with doing stuff. Literally. But not really. <laughs> not quite. But I'm glad that you also pointed out the students. Like, I was fixated on the students in the background of the scene <laughs> when everything was going on, mostly because I remember being in class, yes. and whenever someone came in... And took the teacher outside, and then everyone in the classroom was like, what's yeah, going what's on? what's happening? <laughs> like, looking out and trying to hear of, like, some shit's going down. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, that was fun. And it took me a minute, because I, like, had to rewind and then go actually watch what was happening. But I was so invested in the extras, because they just looked really happy to be doing something that wasn't just being there. <laughs> I liked that there was, like, it was, like, probably, it was, like, most of the kids in that scene that were, like, looking out to the hallway. But there was, like, one girl who was just looking at a book, and I was like, I also know that girl. Like, that is also a little bit me sometimes. Like, I remember being in school, and something would be happening in the hallway, and I'd be like, perfect time for me to read. Like, my book just got so interesting. Oh, it's really, this is good. Good child acting. Um... <laughs> So the next scene, we're at Chubby's. Corey is sitting in a booth with Candy and some other people, and Topanga comes down and pulls him. Candy comes with, and Topanga says, you were supposed to meet me in the cafeteria to finish these yearbook write-ups. And he tells her to relax and pulls out a piece of paper from his pocket and says, here's everything you need to know about Corey, the Corey Matthews. And Topanga just looks at him, and he says, I know, the nickname needs a little work. Uh, She reads the paper. Biggest accomplishment? Making the wrestling team. Fondest memory? Meeting Candy. Favorite quote? Ruh? And Corey makes like a noise and Kitty pats his shoulder and says, good boy. And Topanga says, goodbye and walks away. And here I noticed she's wearing a very cute dress. I really yes. like this dress. I was like, oh, oh, like we got a little leg from Topanga. And she walks over to Sean, who's standing at the counter and Sean says, hey, you want to ask me some more questions for the yearbook? Topanga is still looking over at Corey and says, uh, yeah, where do you think Corey's going to end up in 10 years? 
Sean's like, you mean me, don't you? And she finally looks at Sean and is like, that's what I said. He says, no, you said Corey. And she goes, I did not. And he's like, you like him. She grabs him by the shirt and says, I do not. You say that again and I'll kill you. And he says, you like him a lot. And she lets go of his shirt and leaves. Uh, hard cut to all the jocks yelling and pushing each other. And Turner comes over and breaks up all the fighting and says, all right, Matthews, which one of these goons threw the first punch? And Corey says, this goon, and points at himself. And Turner looks down at him and is like, no, seriously. And Corey says, I did. I'm on the wrestling team. We were just horsing around. That's what jocks do. And I have a jock. And Turner looks at the jocks (laughs) and then back at Corey and says, oh man, I hope you're not a rare blood type. And then Corey says, Mr. Turner, sidebar. And they step away and Corey says, I'm the only one in my weight class. I never have to fight. What could go wrong? And then the OG jock walks up and says, Matthews, you got to fight. And Turner looks at Corey (laughs) smugly. And Corey looks back at him and says, AB negative. And Turner's like, universal recipient. That should come in handy. Turner leaves and the jock says to Corey, you got to earn this jacket, buddy. Someone just signed up in your weight class. He turns to see Frankie walking up and Corey says, what exactly is the range in my weight class? And Griff walks up next and says, no, Matthews, not Frankie. Someone who's looking to make a name for himself, be his own person, carve his own niche. And Joey walks up and says, yeah, Matthews, and I'm going to carve me a niche right in your stinking head. Nice jacket. And then like giggles and makes a rat noises at him. And that is the end of the scene. <laughs> Joey is such a weirdo. He's I love such him. a weirdo. <laughs> Like every every recent episode that he's been in, every time I'm like, why is he so weird? Yeah. Why is he so weird? But then I'm like, I love it. <laughs> um, all of this scene at the beginning, I was just thinking like, spend time with Topanga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, she's right there. And with Candy, I had the thought, how old is she? Because she shouldn't be with Corey if she's also older. That's a weird dynamic. But with Topanga... And, like, Sean, that whole little banter, it's established that she likes Corey. Right. She admitted it to Corey yeah. a few episodes ago. Um, so that I remember thinking in that moment, like, why is this such a big deal? And then I was like, oh, but the other friend is now like, hold on, I'm catching on. Yes. It's not just... It's not just not him just Corey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which is also a big deal. But uh, I really like the idea of... Frankie, Griff, and Joey being like, let's make a big entrance whenever we're going to do this reveal. Because they do it in a weird way. Like, they'll just walk out. And it's for, like, the effect of the sitcom. Yeah. But at the same time, I I would love that reality where it's just like, you go, and then I'll go, and then Joey's going to go. And then Frankie didn't even say anything. He just he walked just into it. the room and was like, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> I am I'm Frankie. Uh. But yeah, I love that canon in my own head of like, they just, they just planned that walkout. Yeah. Um, but there is a goof alert here that I'm just going to say. <gasps> Please. Uh, Corey's blood type, they say is AB negative, mm-hmm. And then how Mr. Turner refers to it as being the universal recipient. It's actually AB positive. Oh. So someone who wrote that line. Didn't just know about blood. Goofed up and didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no one caught it the entire time. They were all like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Seems they were like AB something is probably universal. It's fine. <laughs> uh, something else I wanted to say about Corey and Topanga. The fact that Sean is finding out in that moment that Topanga likes Corey means that Corey did not tell Sean that Topanga told Corey that she liked him. And that is cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Corey's own little secret for yeah. himself, which is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's very cute. I think that, um, and also to be like a teen girl. And be like, no, I don't. I don't like him. Shut up. Shut up. I don't. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right, no, on, I don't. 
on brand for yeah, teen gals. It's and very can confirm. <laughs> so the next scene, we're in the gym. Sean walks in to see Corey's speed jumping rope and says, wow, that's pretty amazing. And Corey stops jumping and holds up two disconnected ends of a jump rope <laughs> and says, you know, I tried lifting weights, but man, are they heavy. They sit down on the bench and Sean asks if he's sure he knows what he's doing, taking on Joey. And Corey says, absolutely, because he's not taking me seriously. I'll bet he's not even training. And just then, Joey and Frankie walk into the gym and Joey says, hey, Matthews, come to watch the enemy train. And Corey Deshawn says, why am I always wrong about everything? <laughs> and Joey goes, maybe we don't want you here in our camp. I mean, maybe this is a closed door session. Maybe I should just rip your sorry elf and duck base now. And Frankie pulls him away and says, Joey, your opponent is playing mind games with you. Ignore and focus on the task at hand. I'm training. <laughs> and they start practicing balance. And then Frankie tells Joey to push him out of the ring. Essentially, Frankie squares up and Joey tries a few times and can't move him. Corey gets a little confident. It's like, Sean, there's a little voice inside my head saying, do not fear Joey. A little voice saying, I can beat Joey. And then Joey does like a slow motion drop kick on Frankie, which knocks him down. And Corey says, and another voice saying, ow, 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 ow. And that is the end of the scene. At the beginning of this one, I was actually impressed for a minute, not knowing that the jump rope was in two, because mm-hmm. he was going... So, so damn fast. fast. Yeah. And I was like, Ben, wow. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> and then it was a lie. So it was fun. <laughs> but I do love the line where he was like, why am I always wrong about everything? Because I, as the viewer, was just thinking, because you're on a TV show about life lessons, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very fun. I Again, just anytime Frankie and Joey just have a scene, I'm like, this is, this is gold to me. Because <laughs> they're just, they're fun together. They're, they're really well-written, like, heel characters. It's just, like, fun to watch them both interact and, like, interact with other people because they're so silly. Because it's also not, like, they're just the bully characters, you know? Yeah. It's, like, they actually are very funny. Yeah. Like, with their lines and how they deliver it. And it's, I don't know. It's not just, like, they're mean for the sake of being mean. Exactly. But it's, like, we're we're different. (laughs) They're just two silly guys in a silly, goofy mood, but all the time. So the next scene, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey comes downstairs and Alan is making something in the blender. And when he sees him, he gets all excited. He's like, whoa, it's my son, Corey, the Corey, ready for your big wrestling match. And Amy stands up from the table and says, Alan, are you really going to let him go through with this? And Corey says, mom, I'm not a little boy anymore. And she says, you're right. You're grown up now. If you want to walk out that door and wrestle, I am okay with it. I'll just be upstairs looking at your baby book, crying. And she leaves. (laughs) It's probably, like, one of my favorite lines of this entire episode. Uh, Corey and Alan look at each other and say, chicks, which is gross. And Alan says, mm-hmm. listen, I made you a very special protein drink. It's got 12 eggs, wheatgrass, soy, goat's milk, and just a little touch of Tabasco. I used to drink this when I boxed in the Navy. 12 eggs is so many eggs. So many. It's I wrote so that. Many. I was like, why 12? That's a, that's a whole box of eggs. That's the most amount of eggs. Oh, my God. It didn't see, okay, I, I was going to say this also later, but just because you brought that up, yeah. it doesn't even look like that much in the glass no! with everything else. I don't understand. Like, they made, they did it for the effect of, like, it's 12 eggs, but yeah. I was like, that doesn't look like 12 eggs and everything. <laughs> and everything. It was like, oh. none of these ingredients really feel like they're any, like, that's going to taste terrible, which we obviously know is kind of the point, but, like, I just, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like... <laughs> You drank this in the Navy probably because you couldn't get other things yeah. to <laughs> Which make is it. terrible. Yeah. 
Let's have that talk. Don't encourage it, Alan. Oh, God. Uh, Eric then runs down the stairs and says, gotta go, no time for breakfast. And Alan calls out, hey, have something. And Eric turns, picks up the shake and chugs it. And then he like pats his dad on the back and is like, oh, and like shudders and runs out the back door and yells, make way. And we hear Feeney call, not on my azaleas, man. And that is the end of the scene. Yeah, I Alan is so happy to see a child doing sports, yeah. which I think that's <laughs> so true. Like, yeah, Eric hasn't done sports, yeah. um, and we know that because of also the last episode. <laughs> uh, but I forgot that he boxed in the Navy know, until yeah. that got brought up again, and I was like, oh yeah, we had a whole episode like a season ago, which is about the fact that you were in the Navy. <laughs> and that was a whole big deal. Yeah, it was just it was fun. <laughs> Uh, so we go to the next scene, we're back at the gym. Everyone is gathered for the match, and Sean says to Corey, okay, look, Joey trained with Frankie, the immovable object. My advice to you, move. And the OG shot, I want to say really quickly, actually, mm-hmm. it's very fun that in this episode where Corey has decided to be a jock, he's still mostly just hanging out with Sean, with mm-hmm. the addition of, like, candy around sometimes, and, like, also the <laughs> yeah. jocks. Like, he's not like, I'm going to bail on my best friend. Like, he's still hanging out with Sean all the time, which I kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the OG jock says, to the winner goes the jacket, and the spot on the team. Now let's go, shake hands. Uh, Corey puts his hand out to shake, and Joey barely does it. It's kind of funny blocking, because it looks like Blake just forgot until the last second, and then did it more than it looks like he wanted to do, like, didn't want to do it. Uh, the match starts, Joey runs at Corey, and Corey moves out of the way. Joey turns around and says, ah, he moved Frankie, is that in the rules? And then Corey does a takedown and pins him and wins the match. Corey gets up and double high five Sean and Candy and says, I won. And Joey gets up and says, lost to Matthews. I don't think so. And Corey says, I got the jacket. And the OG jock says, he beat you by the rules, fair and square. And Joey says, then I challenge Matthews to another fight. Unfair and unsquare. After hours, mano a rato. And Corey puts the jacket on and goes, I don't need to fight you, Joey. I already proved myself. And Joey says, I think you're proving yourself to be yellow. I bet you bleed lemonade. And everyone starts to leave the gym as Frankie holds Joey back. And Joey yells, oh, you can run, but you can't hide, Matthews. You remember this face because it's going to haunt you. And he starts screaming yellow as everyone leaves. And what follows is a montage of Joey harassing Corey by calling him yellow for the days, presumably. Everywhere he goes, he shows up at Chubby's, in his locker, on a payphone, in a trash can. And Corey's like, Joey, can you just leave me alone? And all the jocks are like, you want to get rid of him? Just pound the creep. And Candy says, are you a jock or aren't you? And they all kind of are like, yeah, beat him up. Which is <laughs> <Just> crazy. <laughs> and Corey says, all right, Joey, you want me? You got me. And they start proposing places back and forth. Joey's are all like abandoned warehouses and Corey's are all places near or in his house. And Griff walks up and is like, gentlemen, you want to settle, settle a score? You need to do it on neutral territory, like the gym tomorrow night. And Corey says, Griff, I don't exactly have a set of keys to get in. And Griff pulls out a ring of keys and says, neither does Janet or Bud. And that is the end of the scene. Griff's a bad boy. He's a little naughty Um, one. (laughs) I think going back to the gym scene, I... I kind of feel for Joey because he wants his own identity now. Yeah. Because that's, like, the whole point of his subplot mm-hmm. is, like, hey, let me do something that's not being a bully. And it's, like, let me get out all this rage with wrestling. And Corey's just, like, I don't know. It got handed to Literally. me. Literally. So now I, I'm the winner here. And I was, like, let him have it, Corey. <laughs> like, you don't mean this. You clearly, you're clearly not trying to do it for the wrestling factor. Like, you talked about the fact that you don't even want to do it. Yeah. Like, you're never going to get picked to do it. So... Why does it matter? <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to watch him fight. <laughs> like a real fight. So we go into the next scene. We're back at the gym. Sean and Corey are sitting in the locker room, and Corey says, Why did I agree to fight Joey? I mean, who am I kidding? I'm not a jock. If Joey wants a stupid jacket so much, he can have it. And Sean's like, backing down from a fight. Now that takes guts. 
And they get up and Corey says, oh, it's just Griff and a couple of thugs. Who cares what they think? I mean, it's not like I'm in front of the entire school. And they walk into the gym and a bunch of students are there. A whole ring is set up. Everyone cheers. And Corey says, you see, wrong about everything. And Sean grabs the jacket and says, come on, Corey, let's bail. And they start to try to leave. But Griff grabs Corey and says, Matthews, where are you going? And Corey laughs and says, ha, they think I'm this Corey Matthews guy too. I don't get it. That's like the eighth person today who said that. Wow. I'll see you later. And he tries to leave again. And the way Ben says all this is extremely good for me. Grim again pulls him back and says, no, I don't think so. I put a lot of work into this. Phone calls were made. Favors were called in. And suddenly Robert Goulet is introduced and he sings the national anthem and then introduces the match. Uh, as well as special guest Yasmin Belief from Baywatch. She smiles and greets the crowd, but then glares at and walks up to Griff and says, how'd you ever get me to agree to this? And Griff just kisses her and she says, oh yeah. And they get all like flirty. Sidebar, Yasmin Belief would have been in her late 20s when this was airing. And it's just totally fine that she's making out with maybe a high school senior. Maybe. We don't actually know. I wrote it down. I was like, how old was she in comparison to Adam Scott? Like, hello. And even just the character. Yeah. Like, actor aside, but just like the character. Would have been no. maximum. He would have been 18 and she would have been 27, 28. That's weird. I hate it. It's weird. <laughs> oh, man. And the fact that she was also like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Literally, she came to. And so presumably they have a history Enough that yeah. he was able to convince her to come do this. And, like, what's going on? Why is this okay? <laughs> oh, man. Sean then says, help, I'm drowning. And she's like, what? And Sean says, <laughs> worth a shot. And then Robert Goulet introduces 11-time heavyweight wrestling champion of the world at that time. Um, and also Frankie's dad, Vader. Vader comes into the gym. He's barking at people. Somebody, like, throws popcorn because they get scared. It's very funny. Uh, he then joins the ring and thanks Robert. And Corey is, like, jumping around and doing some light shadow boxing. And Vader walks up to him and says, in a, just, like, a very gruff, weird cadence and tone, Matthews, I'm not going to do it. It's crazy. Matthews said, mm-hmm. Matthews, let me tell you something. If Joey don't get the job done, Vader will because I am fear. Let's see who the real man is. And my guess is a real man is... Uh, someone who doesn't threaten to fight children, but that's just me, I guess. Corey says, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't get your name. And in response to this, Vader just barks Corey into a corner. And Grim sends Robert Goulet away, and Eric walks into the gym and greets Corey, who's, like, sitting uh, in the corner of the ring and says, I didn't know you were fighting. And Corey's like, then what are you doing here? And Eric says, oh, this guy in the parking lot sold me a ticket. He said, go see an idiot get pounded, and shows Corey the ticket, which he then reads, and it says, see an idiot get pounded. And Eric's like, it cost me 50 bucks, but it was worth it. I'm sitting next to the girl from Baywatch. And he, like, in the background of Corey talking in this next part, you can see uh, Eric sit down next to the girl from Baywatch, and she just kind of, like, nicely smiles at him. Corey says, oh, man, I got to get out of here before this thing starts. And Sean, who is standing nearby, says, Corey, what's this thing for? And pulls the rope that dings the bell that signals the beginning of the match. Joey and Corey start fighting. And Corey is actually holding his own. But then Joey tags in Frankie. And Corey laughs nervously and says, this really isn't fair. And Frankie says, good. (laughs) Eric calls 
talk to Corey and tells him to get out of the ring. And Corey says, okay, but that means you're in. And Frankie pulls Eric into the ring. Eric holds his own against Frankie, but then Frankie tags in his dad, Vader, and Vader says, this jumps mine. It's very crazy. Eric starts kind of like fear crying. It's funny. And then Eric, uh, Vader picks up Eric by the neck and legs and starts lifting him like a bar weight, like basically bench pressing him into the air, which is both impressive and hilarious. And uh, Corey says, hey, pal, you can't do that to my brother and gets back in the ring only to run at Vader and knock himself out. Um, just then, Feeney and Turner appear in the gym. Turner is like full mouth agape at Vader, which I think is extremely good. And Feeney just says, put the Matthews boy down. And Vader says, come over here and say that and readjust Eric to be like slung over his shoulders, like fireman style. And Feeney hops over the top rope into the ring and puts his hand on his hips. It's the second best part of this episode. Uh, Corey, or sorry, the crowd applauds him. And Turner bends down to talk to Corey, who's rolling around on the floor. And Turner says, yo, Matthews, sidebar. And Corey responds, are you kidding me? And Turner says, I thought you said you'd never have to fight. And Corey's like, Mr. Turner, you should know by now. I'm wrong about absolutely everything. We come back to Feeney and Vader, and Feeney tells him again to put Eric down. Vader says, Feeney, you can't tell me what to do anymore. I'm not one of your punk students. I'm the face of death. And Feeney says, you were scarier when you had acne. Your little bully tactics didn't work back then, and they're not going to work now. Now put him down. And Vader yells, make me. And Feeney says, I'd be glad to, Leslie. And Vader says, you wouldn't. And Feeney shoots back, I would. And Vader just, like, fully drops Eric on the ground. (laughs) And says, all right, you won this round, but next time, and there will be a next time, Texas Deathmatch, loser, leaves town. And Vinny says, yeah, 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 and waves him off, and then walks back over to Turner and says, this is why I avoid reunions. And Turner stretches the rope to help Vinny out of the ring, and that's the end of the scene. This this scene alone is worth the entire episode, I would say. It's extremely chaotic and very funny. Yeah, it's it's one of those where I didn't know it was going to happen at, like, the next moment, and that's a really fun situation or, like, scene for any show, but yeah. especially with this one, because it's like, yeah, it's either going to be funny or just random or both. <laughs> it's fun. I love that it got turned into this whole big event. Yes. Like, there's balloons. It's just, like, there's so many people there. Obviously, it's the $50 tickets, yeah. which is insane that people would pay $50 to go to their school at night for <laughs> something that was not planned. <laughs> but people do it. Uh, the only thing I know about Robert Goulet is an SNL sketch done by Will Ferrell, which is way back in the day, but I was very into SNL and I just, I didn't know anything about real Robert Goulet. And so then his name got read and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but all I could think about is the SNL thing. And then I did have that whole, how old was she in comparison to Adam Scott thing? Because that still blows my mind. And she was also kind of, not like cozying up to Eric, but the fact that she was willingly yeah, like, Yeah, she was like oh. very polite I was like, to him. Don't, don't do that with another boy. Yeah. I still love Frankie in the scene. I think Sean, the sweet little idiot dummy mm-hmm. of just pulling pulling it. Sweet I'm like, baby boy. Ha- think about it. <laughs> You're at a wrestling match. What do you think the big shiny bell is for? <laughs> it's always... The thing that starts them. Yeah. But he's like, what? <laughs> but Ben did the the little nervous laugh again yeah. in this episode that is still just my favorite because it's so... He's in that puberty yes, stage yes. of like his voice is cracking and he's like, he keeps going like the high and low. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's so funny. And I did want to watch Feeny fight. <laughs> That's where I thought that the end of the scene was going and I'm not gonna God, lie about that. that. He stepped into the ring and I was like, let's go. He like... <laughs> flips over the top yeah. rope and he's probably 60 65 somewhere around there it's very impressive 
Yeah, that's why I was like, this is where Maura Feeney's past gets brought up. Yeah. He was like, I wrestled back in the day. <laughs> like, give me that. I wanted that so bad. Oh, but man. this this whole scene was very fun. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time. Yeah, something uh, that I really love, which comes into play a lot as Eric gets like older, is how much physical comedy that Will is willing to do at any given time. He was actually the one that was held. Am yes, I, am yes. I wrong? Yeah. It was that's actually crazy. Him. He was like, and you can see, like, so the way that obviously professional wrestling is like fake and like whatever. Yeah. And that doesn't make it less impressive. I still think it's very cool. But for yeah. he was literally grabbed by the neck and like holding, more or less holding himself up. And like, obviously, there's just like a lot of like things that he had to do to make that. <laughs> physically possible and also not dangerous and i feel like the the way that they did all of the fight choreography in this was very impressive and cool and like it felt like professional professional wrestling like it felt like watching the spectacle of professional wrestling and it was really fun and like very well done and i I wrote this question down because i was curious and i wanted to remember it for when we go to 90s con um if there's like a panel question and answer situation i want to ask will if like the physicality aspect, cause like even in the first season, he was doing a lot of like flipping over beds and like he did like that mm-hmm. flip over the bench in, uh, I think it was last episode or two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, I want to know if the, the like physical comedy aspect was something that like creative brought to him or if it was something that he was like, I'll do this. I'm willing to do this and it'll be fun and funny. Um, because he does a lot of it like throughout the rest of the show and it's uh, obviously very fun and like very well done and he is constantly committing to it so I'm very curious about just like that aspect of the character yeah I'm happy that you also just brought up the 90s content because I didn't even think about that 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 would be extremely fun to actually to ask about yeah he does I mean he he is very very physical like throughout this whole two seasons so far like no matter what he's doing I was very impressed though because I I did have to think like was that actually him that was being held and I it was the same thing with like Ben even jumping down I was like that is that is them yeah, doing it. Yeah. That, did, that was not like a stunt double. And that was just, that's cool. It's that very they can cool. actually like commit to it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that would be, that'd be fun to know. Cause there were like little things about the way that Eric like positioned himself to like hold the guy's hand. He like locked his legs so that yeah, he wasn't like, it, like flailing. It took a moment yeah. before like he even got lifted up. Right. And I was like, I, that's actually him prepping. Being, yes. Like, <laughs> this is all choreography. <laughs> like, uh, sim- like similarly relevant, uh, the the company Achievement Hunter is doing this thing called Age Wrestling right now, um, mm-hmm. and they did a scene in their episode I think two weeks ago where one of the characters is literally flipped into a table, and there's a moment where you can see him like get picked up and like prepping his neck so that he doesn't hurt himself before he gets flipped yeah. to the table, and that's what it made me think about like. Like, they're obviously doing this safely, but it's also very cool to look at. And it's, like, this spectacle, and it's very fun. And I just, like, really enjoyed everything about this scene because it's so funny and fun to watch. And it's, like, really well done. It's one thing, too, because, like, when I was back in theater, I one of the uh, the musicals that we did was Guys and Dolls one mm. year. And that literally has, like, the Havana, like, fight scene. Yeah. And that, like, even just, like, the minimal stage combat that we did in high school, I was like, this is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> And this is like he he got lifted like that that was a whole thing by a real w, yeah. uh, WWE wrestler. Yeah, like, we gotta talk about the fact that there was an actual wrestler in this whole. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have like I have more to that at the end of the episode, but like it's just crazy. Yeah. Like there, there's actually real things that are happening, and it's not just like fake punching. Literally. It's like no. <laughs> 
Oh, really, really fun episode. Really fun just section. Okay, so we go to the next scene. Uh, we were at school. Corey is getting the jacket out of, out of his locker and asks Sean if he'd stayed in the ring, would he have had a shot? And Sean says, yeah, and you also had a shot at dating Yasmin Bleep. And Corey's like, really? Did she say something? <laughs> and Sean's face kind of falls and he's like, you break my heart sometimes, Corey. And the OG jock and Candy walk up and he says, I heard you wanted to see me, Matthews. And Corey hands him the jacket and says, yeah, I don't really need this anymore. Thanks for the shot. And the jock takes it and says, you're okay, Matthews. And Sean says, he always was, which I just... <sighs> that was so sweet. Sweet and boy. Unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> they start to leave and Corey calls out, Candy, where are you going? And she says, I go with the jacket. Didn't you know that? And Corey says, I probably should have. And Tobago walks up and says, hey, guys, I got a hand in your book right up tomorrow. And I still have a couple more questions for Corey. And Sean goes to leave and coughs, you like him. <clears throat> and she says, shut up and turns back to Corey and says, I need a quote to go with your picture unless you still want to go with Ra. And he says, well, what'd you put for you? And she reads, and this is a moment, okay? Defining Corey Topanga moment happening (laughs) now. I do my thing and you do your thing. You are you and I am I. And if in the end we end up together, it's beautiful. And he says, put the same for me. And they smile at each other. And that is the freeze frame on which we end the episode. It got me to tear up in the last 10 seconds of the episode. I was not expecting it. We both have our arms in the air. (laughs) (laughs) I just have too many thoughts and I'm sitting down and that's like all I can do. I would stand up, then I would just wreck my headphones. I... It was so unexpected. And it was like, as soon as she started talking, I was like... This is a bigger deal than just, like, it just seemed like a deeper quote than them just putting in a line just to put in a line, you know? And it just, it, it, as soon as he was like, no, put the, put the same for me. I was like, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was the first time that he's ever said anything to her. Yes. To acknowledge, like, Yes. Like, I am also also interested in you. Yes. Because clearly, like, she did that a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the first... Because he, like, he kept falling asleep at the last time right, right. that was all he, happening yeah. as the joke. But it was just so cute. <laughs> and it was it was the fact that, like, that thing with Sean just happened where yeah. I was like, wait, that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just threw into this one. And I was like, why? This had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Uh, it's really, it's really good. Um, and this is, again, I said my second favorite moment was Corey, or uh, Feeny hopping over the ropes. Mm-hmm. This is obviously my first favorite moment of the episode. Yes. Um, because it's just, it's like one of the biggest acknowledgements when they're not like, they're kids, but they're like more aware of like everything. It's one of the first yeah. big acknowledgements that they like each other. And it's like, yes. this is the start. Yeah. It's all happening. <laughs> Yeah, because they're, they're at that fun age where it's in middle school, high school, and it's like, okay, we actually, like, have feelings and we're understanding. It's not just like, oh, that, there's a girl, yeah, like, that type yeah. of situation anymore, how it was at the beginning of the series. Yeah. It's like, oh, we actually feel, and I'm actually into you, and I'm actually going to let you know that. And that's... <laughs> I can't stop moving my arm. It's everything. <laughs> it is. It's the best. It's like it's and that's one of the moments that is like this is this is this is a thing. Like there are obviously this was a Tumblr screenshot, right? Like this yeah. this picture of them smiling at each other at the end of the episode was on Tumblr a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, to to finally again, like this is another reason why I'm like the end of this season is really fucking good. 
Because that was another moment. I, I always have that in the back of my mind of you saying, all these episodes at the end are super good. And I was watching this and I was like, yeah, I agree. Like, this one's this yeah. one's fun. And then this happened and I was like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, the whole episode was extremely fun, but I was like, that one. Yep, yeah, it's this the moment. Last, the last scene. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, man, it's the best. Okay. Uh, so, end credits. We're in Feeney's class. Griff, the lackeys, and Corey are in detention. And Feeney says, that was quite a stunt you pulled, Mr. Hawkins. But am I mad? No. I'm downright <laughs> giddy. And Griff, like, laughs. And I can't tell if this is Adam Scott, like, breaking character or not, because the way he's <laughs> laughing seems very sincere and not, like, acting. Um, Feeney continues, because when the bell rings at the end of the day, I know you'll be on your merry way to my classroom for detention every day. For the next four years. So how old is Griff? If he's going to be there every day for four years, how old is he? Is he a senior? Is he a freshman? No. How old <laughs> is, is he? Is he just telling him, I'm going to hold you back? <laughs> for Without four years. telling him, I'm going to hold you back? <laughs> he seems older. He seems minimum Eric's age. Who And Eric's a junior. So it's just like, what's the deal, man? What's going on? That'd be impressive if he was a freshman, honestly, and it's like, you already had to transfer out of all these other schools because you're just being too bad as a freshman in high school. (laughs) It would be. It would be impressive, man. (laughs) He starts to leave and Corey says, Mr. Feeney, you can't leave me alone with these guys. I'm not one of them. The walls, they're closing in. And Feeney says, pity, and leaves. And Griff says, Matthews, (laughs) relax. It's okay. Obviously, you've never done detention with Griff. And he snaps his fingers and the random announcer voice from earlier in the episode comes back and says, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Goulet. And Robert comes into the room and starts singing. And and that and everyone kind of grooving in their desk is what we end the episode on. It's very silly. What does Griff have on Robert Goulet that (laughs) he can can just constantly get him? (laughs) Just no matter what it is, he's like, you're going to be here at this time. (laughs) And you're just going to sing. And that's all, like, your presence. That's all we need. (laughs) Because what we're saying is maybe he's only a high school freshman and somehow he knows Robert fucking Goulet. Like, (laughs) he must just be, like, mega rich. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) He can just do whatever. Like, literally, he's just, because he has that, like, air of confidence that, like, nothing can touch me. Like, I am this person. And he's been to a million different schools. That's That reeks of rich people behavior. So he must just be really rich. That's the only thing I can think. But the fun thing is, like, he he acts like it, but he also just doesn't look like he is. He doesn't look, You know, like, he just looks like his wardrobe is just like, I'm a guy. (laughs) I'm just an average teen, which (sighs) maybe that is the disguise. Maybe. It's so confusing. We'll never know. Yeah, we will never know. (laughs) We do not find out about any of Griff's backstory, as you can probably imagine. Oh, man. I love this episode. All that said, what was the lesson said? Yeah, I guess. uh, (laughs) I mean, once again, it's it's okay to try things and experience life, but this time, trying new things shouldn't mean fully erasing your personality or, like, forgetting who you are. And it's not like he fully did it, but that was... What I gathered from that. For sure. It's just a silly episode. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Love this one. I'm so excited for next week too. Oh my God, you guys. The way this season wraps up is like everything in the world for me. I, I just, I can't express enough how much I love the end of season two and how excited I am for us to start season three. Um, Say you'll be here in two weeks. What? 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 (laughs) That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. 
I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that's happening in February. And then in March. And then in March. Man. Just keeps going. Life is, hey, life's pretty chill right now. Life's pretty cool. Which is nice feeling. Yeah. Because it just hasn't. Yeah. January (laughs) was pretty rough for me emotionally. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was having a time. Um, and February's going pretty well. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling good about life right now, you know? Obviously, yeah. I need to go to therapy, but, um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I have three fun facts from this episode. Oh, yes. Just trivia facts. The title of this episode, The Thrilla and Phila, mm. is from the boxing match, The Thrilla in Manila, oh. which was... The third and final match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. <gasps> that's um, cool. In Manila in the Philippines in 75. So they that's fun little fun little uh yeah. title name in there. Um this episode hmm. originally aired on Daniel Fischel's 14th birthday. Oh, Angel Baby. A little birthday gift had a really sweet little episode yeah. that was uh, part of her whole story. God, so that's, that's fun. Cute. I love that. Um and then this was my <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. When Vader steps in to the ring for the first time, you can see him wearing the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship belt, which he won on December 27th, 1994. However, his title was vacated on March 25th, 1995, over a month before this episode, Aaron. So, <laughs> so Wait, this so is he one wasn't of the situation anymore? Not by the time this episode came out. Whoa, that's <laughs> wild. That's where so they flip around with the production, and it's fun. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, Oh, wait. I have one more fun fact. (gasps) I forgot. It was right underneath. This episode features the most special guest stars of any episode, which I thought I was like, okay, bold. Including Kelly Packard, who played Candy, who was also on Baywatch. Um, But they never referenced that. No. So she's definitely way older. (laughs) Yeah, what the heck? How old is Candy? I don't know. She doesn't Um, look, I mean, she she looks like she could be like a junior or senior like the rest of the wrestling guys. Yeah. Wild. Uh, Yasmin Bleeth, being herself, also from Baywatch. Of course. Leon White, who's Vader. Robert Goulet, obviously, mm-hmm. being himself. And then Chuck Riley, who was one of the jocks that's just, like, a voiceover actor. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they pointed him out, and I was like, ah. Oh. Ah. <laughs> but it's just random. It's it's a lot of people to just also throw in besides the main cast or, like, yeah. some random extras that are there. They had some budget left over for this one. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's almost the end of the season. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just Let's throw just some money us. at people. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking about all the episodes I know that there are, like, quote-unquote guest stars in. And you're right. This is correct. Not, there's never this many. That's so funny. It's normally, like, one or two. Yeah. Oh, man. Love that. The, the fact that, uh, I mean, obviously, like, the voiceover actor just, like, being on his own. Like, I would never have caught that right. unless, like, I saw his picture. Yeah. But... The fact that Kelly is Candy and is also in Baywatch, yeah. and like they made a whole thing about like she's from Baywatch, and, like didn't acknowledge, didn't the, acknowledge other one. the other one. So I mean, I guess it's just like an Easter egg, but but it's yeah. Well, this is the end of a, a very fun episode. I really like this episode. It's fun as like an episode that we watched, but also this episode. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say that this is a fun one. I think so too. But if you want to keep the fun going. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Lost Years Pod. We share when the episodes drop. We share uh, fun memes. And then we also ask what you're nostalgic for. And due to the timing of this episode and when it's going to be published, uh, I took an idea from the It Jams for the Twitter because <gasps> that's going to be coming out two days after this one, maybe. Oh, yeah. I was wondering why you did this. I was like, that's like next week. And that makes a lot of sense. I'm just <laughs> 
So my question for this week for nostalgia was, what's your favorite scene from the 1996 hit classic Space Jam? <laughs> and Joe J.B. Schaefer said, everyone with Lola Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> At Checks 926 said, I always like the scene where Wayne Knight is digging up the golf course trying to get MJ back. And of course, any scene with Lola is iconic. I love that there's two people that are like, Lola. Yeah, well, we, I mean, with the new Space Jam came out. It was, yeah. everybody was mad that they de-sexified Lola Bunny. And uh, so I'm just saying to get it. I get it, you know. But also, <laughs> are you guys furries? You don't have to tell me. <laughs> She's a bunny. Maybe think about that one. <laughs> she is an but... animal animated cartoon. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> two things. That's, that's not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm happy that she loved it. Yeah. Uh, we support you. <laughs> in a similar vein, at Cal's Calzone's Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod. Uh, also, other co-host, which was fun, mm-hmm. from that show, says he's fixing a divot, which I know that we talk about <laughs> yes. in, in our episode. But yeah, it's I, I do like that mm-hmm. whole scene. And then this one was also fun. <laughs> At uh, Joe Sway said, I had to hunt this, but my favorite scene is solely because of this bit done by at Master Pancake. And this person they did uh, on their Twitch, just real problems with Space Jam. <laughs> it's just how long the, the, the last the 10 last... seconds are. I watched that video <laughs> and like... was dying laughing. <laughs> because it's on our uh, Twitter if you go to the responses, yes. but it's so funny because they just keep counting yeah. down like the seconds <laughs> and it keeps going back to eight. <laughs> watching this yeah. like i'm watching it right now oh, not with sound but it's very fun it's so funny so yeah we we have a fun new podcast that's coming out so if you want more content about space jam and about <laughs> and us well not about us we're in it <laughs> i'm talking all about us and our <laughs> relations to space jam <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a fun time that we did with Colin and Dan and as all on the Scavengers Network, and uh, it's it is on podcast feeds now because I went and subscribed to it today. So. Oh, cool! Yeah, that was exciting. That's so if you wanna, it's dropping on Thursday, Michael Jordan's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, Michael Jordan! <laughs> happy birthday to you, Michael Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being in Space Jam. We have to tag him when it comes out and be like, Michael! (laughs) Michael! This is a gift for you! (laughs) We gave you a whole gift! That'd be awesome. It's us talking for an hour and a half. (laughs) Honestly, uh, obviously we haven't heard it yet. We just recorded it, but I I really am excited to hear it. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I I can say the, the recording of it was extremely fun. Yes. And the fact, like, I started just, uh, like, editing my audio before sending it over. And it was just very fun for me to just listen to myself yeah. and just, like, little bits. Same. But I was like, oh, I can't wait for all five of us to be together <laughs> and, like, actually, actually chatting. Yeah. It's exciting. I think it's going to be a really good one. So definitely check that one out. And thank you guys for the submissions. It's very, it was, very, it was a fun one. I, I, I like those a lot. You can email us at thelostyears at gmail.com. We might read your email on the show. We did get an email this week from our friend Brian. To answer your question, you two helped me lose my podcast virginity. You guys in the Cheers cast, a podcast by Ryan Daly that talks about Cheers podcasts, were my first two podcasts and really the only two podcasts I listened to. And as for what I'm nostalgic for, I'm nostalgic for black coffee on those morning hour drives to work at 4 a.m. You two and black coffee are what wakes me up in the morning. Caffeine and taste constant giggling. That's something to be nostalgic for right there. 
Brian. Brian! That's so nice. Thank you so much. The thought of just being someone's like first time listening to a podcast or one of the first times, that blows my mind. It's the coolest (laughs) thing in the universe. Thank you for sending that to us. Ugh. I'm so happy that we get to be on a little commute with you. Yeah. That's, that was my favorite thing is I, I listen on commutes yeah. to podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. It's very nice. Thank you so much. Um, we're clearly fine. We're totally fine. <laughs> we're not just two squishy soft humans. Okay. <laughs> you can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts um, or Spotify or wherever you can write reviews on podcatchers i think there's more than just those two actually um and subscribe yeah. wherever you get podcasts it really helps us out helps people find the show and it's a nice thing to do for your two friends sid and tay yes <laughs> and thank you to the scavengers network for having us on the network you can check out other cool shows like fmk all day and i will promote it again it jams for thee it's because out. it comes out on thursday the trailer's out or at least a teaser I keep saying trailer. It's just a little teaser thing. It's yeah. fun. But go subscribe. Uh, and everything else is on www.scavengersnetwork.com. If you like our show, any of the others on the network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For $2 a month, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content and every donation helps support us and the network. So thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to find us, oh, a thing I forgot to promote uh, was our anchor page. If you want to support us over there, anchor.fm oh, yeah. slash support, I believe. Well, slash the lost years pod slash support. Slash support. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm super good at this. Um, <laughs> we definitely have this all written down. Yeah, super written down. Uh, I don't actually know why it's not in my notes today. That's very weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to find us individually, our personal handles are in our show handles. Um, but you can find me twitch.tv slash it's Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, the week that this comes out, I will be doing a special all black, um, among us stream. I hope that is the plan. Um, so, uh, pending like confirmation of all the people that I've invited to do this, but, um, in theory, that is what I will be doing. If not, I'll still be streaming um, that week. So keep an eye out on my Twitch um, and my Twitter for like updates on that. I'm very excited for it. Um, but yeah, it's a fun community. We're doing a lot of stuff over there this month and all, all the months. Uh, so come hang out. Yesterday, we shopped for chairs and then played Untitled Goose Game. And that was a really fun time. So <laughs> The Untitled Goose Game stream. It's, I don't, how long does the VOD last? Um, I'm going to download a lot of, I've been downloading a lot of my bots and putting them on YouTube, but, um, I think two months is the main space of time. That one's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Go back and watch it. It's it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I love Untitled Goose Game. So anytime anyone else plays it, I'm like. It's a very fun and silly little game. Um. It's so silly. It's so silly. goose. (laughs) The music is really fun. You're literally just a goose terrorizing human beings. And I think that's, I think that's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on TikTok at Sudsley. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything fun. That's fair. Uh, but yeah. Well. Or at said live tweets. Oh, I yeah. also am trying to get back into uh, Critical Role stuff, but it's been a hefty catalog. I miss like a couple weeks. And yeah. That's eight that's hours of content, hours. baby. <laughs> yeah. Four hours at a time, probably like three to four weeks. Yeah. So I'm looking at like 12 weeks of a backlog. Oofa. So. I will be watching eventually, <laughs> live uh, and tweeting about it. So follow. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't think there's anything else. Um, 
Thank you for listening. This has been a fun one. I like this one. This is good. Yeah, this one's good. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you next time. We are two episodes away from the finale. Um, and that's dope. And I think somewhere in between there's going to be that, uh, the scramble week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Somewhere, somewhere in between there will be, uh, somebody else on your podcatcher. I think it's James and Colin are taking over, right? Yeah. It's James and Colin that are going to be doing it from timeline scavengers. Yeah. And, uh, we'll be over on thanks for the lyrics. Um, doing a pod, uh, what doing a follow we're doing boy. a podcast we're doing a podcast I mean that's true too uh, we're gonna be doing a follow up boy song I'm excited for that I think it'll be really fun so yeah, yeah. stuff to look out for um, but I don't think there's anything else for real this time so we're gonna we're gonna head out we're gonna skip away um, so oh I have to say the thing don't I yeah <laughs> I was like, I was like, like you wanna end it but then <laughs> yeah until next time your tag your Sid just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Us? We're a group of -of out-of-control, totally wild writing rebels. Do you find that writing about these themes kind of helps you work through that fear or, or grapple with it or understand it better? Yeah. But sometimes we get crazy. Even though I didn't get to explore it as much as I'd like, I've realized that I made something I really like. I've had all these kind of half-formed ideas of, like, stories. And so now I feel like those stories have a home. Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast for all stages of the writing journey. Fuck, I'm so tired. I know. Time is time is nothing but words to me now. <laughs> <laughs>